0: Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. As you heard me say at the beginning of Mass today, the Church celebrates the feast day of St. Benedict of Nursia. Benedict was the founder of the Catholic monastic tradition, He was born around the year 480, uh, kind of right at the turn of the fall of the Roman Empire. And uh, just such an immensely powerful figure for the history of Western civilization, for the history of the church. It's kind of astounding to consider the fact that, like, monasticism, right? That whole concept, monasteries, monks, guys in long robes, like, that whole thing that we just... is so much part of our Catholic way of viewing the world and history was at one point, first of all, at one point didn't exist, and at one point with Benedict was a very novel and innovative idea. Like this idea of gathering monks together, gathering brothers together for the singular purpose of centering your life, to do what Jesus invites the disciples to do in the gospel, to give up everything and follow him, was just, I mean, at one point it was a totally radical, bold, and innovative idea. I think that's pretty astounding. Benedict's intuition, like a lot of folks' intuition, was that the worldliness of the culture of the day was, was so detrimental to his eternal salvation, right, that um, they wanted to recenter their lives in an exclusive way on Christ. And we hear in this gospel, giving up everything to follow him, to seek him above all goods, all other legitimate goods of this life, uh, father mother children lands all of those things brothers sisters family right all of those things are legitimate goods but in their proper order that Christ has to be first and all that so one of the things that was at the heart of the Benedictine movement was a deep invitation for his um, followers to enter into the deep intimacy enter into the deep right Duke and Alton put into the deep with Christ and he invited them precisely through deep contemplative prayer. This whole tradition of Lectio Divina, again, that we take for granted today, but it was so much, um, it was relatively novel with Benedict, this divine contemplative reading. That's kind of what I want to focus on today, this whole Lectio Divina thing, this, this Catholic way of praying with the scriptures. Back in 2005, Pope Benedict, who obviously took his name from St. Benedict. Pope Benedict said this on the 40th anniversary of the promulgation of *De Verbum, which is that second Vatican Council document on divine revelation. Pope Benedict said this, I would like in particular to recall and recommend the ancient tradition of *lexio Divina. That is the diligent reading of sacred scripture accompanied by prayer, which brings about that intimate dialogue in which the person reading hears God who is speaking. And in praying, responds to him with trusting openness of heart. Then he added this. I think this is powerful. If it is effectively promoted, this practice will bring to the church, I am convinced of it, a new spiritual springtime, a new spiritual springtime. Again, what renews the church in every age is not strategy, technique, committees. What renews the church is saints, and saints are those who encounter and receive and live in deep intimacy with Jesus who listened to the shepherd speaking, and he speaks in the scriptures. That's what Lectio Divina is. It's deep contemplation of the scriptures, this personal encounter with Jesus there, slowly reflecting, slowly chewing on the word, right? This word is living. It's effective. It's God-breathed. It's not just words about God. It is his word, which is why at the end of every proclamation of scripture, it's the word of the Lord, not words about the Lord, right? This is him speaking, right? This is him speaking, So there's four steps. I just want to go through these just because it's important to be reminded of this stuff. There's four steps in Lectio Divina, but we don't want to think of them as like the assembly instructions of, you know, putting together a piece of IKEA furniture. First do this, then do this, right? They're more of like dance steps. They're more of like dance steps that facilitate the intimacy. So the first step of Lectio Divina is what is called the Lexio part. What is that? It's getting familiar with the text listening to the scripture passage, reading it slowly. Oftentimes, I'll read it aloud. And what you're doing in this stage is just simply noticing what you notice. That's a huge point in the spiritual life is to notice what you notice. And as you're reading, notice what seems to be lifted up from the text or where the Lord seems to be highlighting. What word, what phrase is he drawing your attention, right? Because he's wanting to communicate through his words. So you're reading it slowly, paying attention to those words. The second step is meditatio. So lexio, the meditatio. To meditate on the word. So you, having singled out this word, this phrase, what is this word or this phrase? Like what is God saying to me? What are the implications of that word in my life? Letting that word confront my life, where I'm at, my story, what things are going on. That's the second step. Letting this word interact with my reality, right? The scripture is confronting me. The third step is oratio, the step of prayer, right, of dialogue. So now having, letting the word confront me, this is where you bring this into conversation, where you relate all of that content to the to the Trinity, right? So you begin speaking to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, speaking to God about what has just been spoken to you, right? Dialogue, right? Prayer is not just simply monologuing words at the Lord. It is Dialogue, it's conversation. Lord, this is what you've spoken to me. This is my response and all that. And the final step, contemplatio, contemplation. This is the stage in which you just simply, having entered into communion with the Lord, you just simply rest. It's an invitation into rest. Like God desires us, right? God is longing for us. The invitation there is just to rest in the longing. So again. Lectio, meditatio, oratio, contemplatio, reading, reflection, prayer, and contemplation. That's the four steps of Lexio Divina. So through through St. Benedict, this is how the church has been drawn into deep intimacy with the Lord for centuries. What was good for the church centuries ago is still good for the church today. Amen.